Hello and welcome to Surviving Academia, a podcast about the wild world of the academy. Each episode we talk about trying to make it work and share self-care techniques to make every day a little bit more survivable. We are your didactic trio and I am Rachel and as they said, I am not dead. I am just newlywed and I am back in business, colleagues. Citation, Zach and Kristen, 2018. I'm Kristen, and I'm feeling like a six. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm Zach, and I think Kristen is a ten. Thanks. I think you both, both of you, ten out of ten, would totally podcast you with, with you again. Ten out of ten, likewise. Okay, okay. Ten out of ten. Yes. yes. I wasn't sure what the end part of that was going to be, but I okay. Yeah. I'm a married lady now, Kristen. <laughs> My God, yeah, we yeah. don't talk that way in this household. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as you listeners know, we don't really have advertisers, so we like to make up our own. Today's show is brought to you by references to obscure old white men with beards. <laughs> if you're ever in an intellectual pinch, worried someone else's depth of knowledge might eclipse your own in an embarrassing manner, make sure to always carry a reference to an obscure old white man with a beard. Nothing proves your worth in the field like an old white man, even more so if they're long dead. The longer the beard, the more credible you are. Trust no other, only the original will do. Old white men's with beards, a product of Europe. (laughs) Unsubscribe. (laughs) Speaking of subscribing, though... You should visit our website at survivingacademiapodcast.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at survivingphd and Instagram at survivingacademia. We're on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, all the podcasts, so please like and subscribe to hear more from us, the Didactic Trio. Yay, Didactic Trio again. Yay. Well, with the holidays coming up, because we all know that just from the day that we're recording, um thanksgiving is just a few days away so yes. we're gonna have to check in with our viewers to see just how many people fall into so much of a turkey coma that they don't end up doing anything the following weekend because that might be me but we should talk a little bit about yeah. how to make it through the holidays yeah absolutely being an academic uh during the holidays means you often go home and have to face uncomfortable or difficult to answer questions from relatives who don't quite get what it means to be an academic. Can you give us an example, Zach? Well, um, I was on the job market last year and am again this year. And so uh, I have received many questions about that process um, and many pieces of advice about how to better my chances. Uh, My mom's boyfriend, shout out to Conrad, very nice fellow, very well intended. Cool hat. Um, Yeah, great, awesome hat collection. Um, has told me that I need to, you know, start calling people and, you know, really putting myself in front of, uh, you know, academic departments. And if I try hard enough, they might create a job for me. And, ah, and that's not going quite up how to it the works. storefront and asking the old manager there for yeah. a job. See? Yeah. yeah, that's how I got my first job. I just went there every day until they hired me. <laughs> But that's not how it works in the academy. No, they would call someone and have you escorted off campus. Yeah. If you did that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Networking is one thing. That's a little too far. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Any stories? Well, while I was in grad school, because, you know, we all know grad school takes quite a long time. Uh, my Tell favorite me about question. It. <laughs> my favorite question was, like, how's school going? 
And um, it's a when you're in grad school, it's a little bit more complicated of an answer other than just my classes are going fine. You know, my extracurriculars are going fine. There's this whole other element to it where it comes to personal research projects and the dissertation projects and stuff like that. And that can be a lot to fit into what someone is expecting to be like a one minute answer. Yeah, it's not just, you know, are you passing your classes? Yeah. It's very complex, you know. Yeah, you just say good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> or good. you subject them to a very long explanation. But then you have the internal cry. I feel like I'm kind of getting tired of being asked questions for people to comfort me. I don't know if this happens at your at your families or your houses, but like I'll get questions like how much until you, how much longer till you're done? And I'll say I don't know. It's anybody's guess. Maybe a year. And people will be like, oh, just stick in there. You got this. Hank, you're you're so close. It's like I was not seeking comfort. Like I like all I said was I have a year left and people like, you know, really like offer. I don't know, like comfort in like weird ways that I'm like, yeah, if you even knew how much shit I had to do in this one year. Like, I feel overwhelmed. It's not enough even a year. So I know what you mean. It's almost like the what I think when you're in the academy, you understand the reality of how long advanced degrees take. And when you're doing an advanced degree that is a little bit more open to the size of the project you're doing, the depth of the project you're doing, the, the discipline that you're in, like a PhD, like that time is variable. It's not necessarily going to be the same. And it doesn't mean that just because it's May, like that doesn't mean you're necessarily graduating. And so the idea that uh, people are trying to comfort you, like, you know, just stick to it. It's, it's going to end eventually. And you're like, I, I know. <laughs> I know the reality of this program I'm in and I'm just fine. It's, But I think that the perception that graduate school or professional school is just college 2.0 or like college like you know grade 27 that it's it's not quite the same but most people their their experience is either you know with education uh of high school or with like a of, of college and so they don't quite get kind of the experience of of uh furthered education that way but seriously Kristen, how are classes going it's, i'm not even in classes that's right, another right. thing that people don't necessarily understand. They're like, well, how are classes going? I'm like, well, I don't take classes anymore. Well, then I'm like, why are you? It's like this idea of like, well, then why are you in school? And then the the gears start going and then you see steam cards come out of people's ears because it's like, I do not compute. I do not compute. <laughs> yeah, I like my favorite question. Um, sometimes my mom will ask is, how many pages are you writing a day? And I'm just like, it doesn't work that way, mom. No, I usually say like, oh, about eight. Like, you have, like, no concept of what you're asking, so you have no concept of, like, how I'm going to answer. So it's like, I know she means well, but it's like, how many pages? I'm, like, lucky if I get a paragraph some days. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I don't know, 20 or so on a good day? I remember one day, like, a really, really wonderful, fantastic friend of mine just asked, like, so I don't actually, she was like, I don't actually think I understand, like, what you do. Can you break it down for me? And when I broke it down, she was like, well, holy shit. <laughs> like, I just didn't understand. And I think there's that perception of, of you know, I, I mean, the, the academy is seen as this kind of elitist um, position, this elitist job, and that we're inaccessible to the rest of the populace and stuff like that. 
And I personally think that we should be breaking down those barriers and, you know, getting out of our ivory towers. But it's no wonder that people kind of don't understand what we're doing because we don't necessarily share what we're doing. And then we have Ross from Friends and a couple of other representations of academics, which we should totally do an episode Future on show. Future later. Show. Yeah. Um, but that's the public's understanding and our family's understanding of what we do. Right. It's, you know, we go in and we type. There's, it's not, there's not like an exactly an understanding of the whole research process as it exists. When your mom, Kristen, asks you how many pages you're writing a day, it's not that you, whether or not you're writing pages, but you have all of this data to organize. Mm-hmm. Or if you're someone in the STEM field, unlike us, you know, you have to perform this experiment until you get the expected result. And for mm-hmm. a lot of people, that's not like you have to do it a hundred times and then you're done. And a failed experiment could totally extend your timeline by a semester at least, you know, right. in STEM fields. And so th- that's why timelines are just so different. You can't really can't say like, well, when are you graduating? You're not done that project yet. Well, you, you better work at it. You better keep working hard. If you're not taking classes, what are you doing? I know. Well, it's the right. same idea of like when you're a professor, if you're not teaching, then what are you doing? Right? Right. Exactly. So... Um, one thing that has made my experience easier during the holidays is that, uh, my sister also is a PhD student or PhD, Hmm. PhD. Uh, she actually, she's a younger sister and she got it before me. Um, she's, she's a a very skilled philosopher. Um, and, uh, I think the fact that she finished first and, uh, that we've both been doing it has sort of lowered the, uh, barriers that, you know, we each do half of the explaining, uh, when, when family members, have inquiries about that. Um, does anybody else have any examples in their family or? Yeah. My sister is also a PhD though. She is Dr. Bauer number two, because I did get my PhD first and, um, but she is my younger sister. And I feel like our family, our immediate family, especially has a much better understanding of kind of the academic profession because there's two of us. Right. Um, and I, I'm really blessed that my, my in-laws, like they really understand it as well. You know, my mother-in-law did teach at a university, um, with nursing. And so I feel like they're, I'm really lucky to have that kind of understanding in my immediate family on both sides, both my family and Justin's family. But then beyond that, that's when it starts to trickle out a little more. And there's this not, not a really clear understanding of what I do and the idea that like, well, I was, maybe I just put this on myself, but there was always a little bit of an idea of, oh, well, if you're still in school this one more year, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And you kind of yeah. internalize that as a graduate student, yeah. as you're, you know, you are struggling. There's a lot to struggle with in graduate school. And so it's not always the easiest to get those questions around the holidays, especially when things aren't necessarily going right. And I know that's something that I've experienced and that many of our colleagues have experienced too. So I feel like I am the opposite end of the spectrum of you two. So I'm a first-generation college student. Um, you know, my parents don't have bachelor's degrees. I I think out of, I think on my mom's side, somebody has a, I think one person has a bachelor's degree. Nobody has master, a master's. And I think on my dad's side, if I recall, I might be the only one. Um, so that is an interesting sort of conundrum when I do Mm. go home and visit family because I am sort of looked at like the elitist. I'm the one who, you know, speaks and uses these big words now. And, um, you know, I don't have the same politics or um, sometimes I feel like 
especially with extended family, I feel like people say stuff just to bait me, just to kind of get me to sort of like, yeah, get me like fired up or try to get me to to say stuff or um, or that sort of thing. So it's sometimes another like interesting dynamic because it's not necessarily just about in some ways people not understanding what I do. Like sometimes they very much do. And like their goal is to sort of take me down a peg. Huh. So I, d- I definitely don't have that experience. Um, I think my family treats me, you know, they say, oh, you're so smart. Congratulations. Good job. And I'm like, no, I'm not smarter than any of the rest of you. I just am more well-trained in a specific thing. Like a PhD just means I decided to focus on one thing and, and you know, do it to the best of my ability and receive special assistance from other people who have been trained by their, by, you know, people before them in a series of experts narrowing this field of skill but you know i'll say that to a family member and they'll be like oh no you're just so smart <laughs> no that's not that's definitely but not thank the, you thank you family for thinking i'm smart <laughs> that's not the the take most of the time i think people are like my parents are obviously proud of me but i also think there's sometimes where my education is embarrassing um and there's been times where it's like kind of come up or um you know, just come up in like in, in weird ways. So I think it's definitely something that has to be negotiated. In fact, I usually do not, I do not tell people how much education I have. I, if people ask what I do, I will say I'm a student. If they keep pressuring, sometimes I'll say a graduate student. Sometimes I just say a teacher and let it go. Um, but yeah, there, there's been some interesting, um, I don't know. There's been some interesting things that have happened. Well, I'm curious, Kristen, kind of how does that make you feel when you're then navigating these two very different spheres? Because, you know, we go home for the holidays. We may be there for a couple of days. We might be there for a couple of weeks, but you come back to this very, very different community. Mm-hmm. So what is that like to kind of balance those two? Especially because you kind of you you grew up not too far from here. Mm-hmm. Um, so like within driving distance, mm-hmm. so you, those spheres are even a little bit closer, I think, than like for me, example, who like I'm a thousand miles away from where I grew up. I don't know. It, it, it's difficult to navigate. I definitely see myself like downplaying or almost like code switching, so to speak. Uh, I just make sure I don't try to use like bigger words. I mean, it comes out, um, People have always thought of me as smart and always kind of has seen me as like um, really goal oriented in general. So sometimes like the comments will be like snide, like about how I'm not married or how I don't have children. Like people will say like sometimes really crazy stuff. I had a really inter- inter- interesting interaction with one of my dad's friends this summer. Um, he came over and was talking about, I don't know, he was just like, Tell me you're not one of those like dumb college liberals who doesn't believe who believes climate change is a thing. And so mm-hmm. that was kind of an interesting situation where I had to kind of navigate saying and he kind of like brought my dad in. It was like a w- really weird sort of like mm-hmm. um, my dad is not a climate change denier, but it was like a weird sort of situation where I didn't want to argue with one of my dad's friends because then it makes an awkward thing. But I didn't want to defend myself. And so. Um, my dad appreciated how I handled it, but it it does get dicey sometimes. Hmm. I want to track back just a little bit to how you talked about, you know, expectations going home for the holidays. People are like, why aren't you married? Why do you, why don't you have kids? 
it's a very interesting sort of clash of the spears, the spheres, uh, as Rachel talked about them, because you know, or the you, spears, Brittany, the spears, yeah. Jamie, oh, you, we face many spears in the academy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't her little sister Jamie Spears? Yeah. Jamie Spears? Just the clashing of the spears. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you you. In, you go home and they say, why, why aren't you married? Why don't you have kids? And then you come back and you face the Academy, which does not reward um, having kids at all. It's a, it's a, it's a detriment. Um, and so you have those two sort of clashing um, tendencies. Well, also, like, you know, my parents are smart people, so I don't want to act like they're not smart or whatever. My family isn't smart. But I think a lot of their, like, knowledge of, like, how college is is from movies Mm-hmm. So like sometimes like I remember like my mom called me once on spring break like as a graduate student was like, woo, are you out like partying? <laughs> oh and I was just like, what are you talking about? Mom, like, I'm I never, catching up on sleep. Yeah, it's like I never I'm did dating. that even as an undergrad. It's yeah. like, what? You like remember when I lived with you? I wasn't like like flying to Panama Beach. But like that sort of like cultural sort of narrative. Like my parents really like my dad the first year I was here was like, Woo, are you going to any football games? <laughs> it's like, no, I don't own a single university themed t shirt. Like, I just, I'm not like invested like in that way. And it's, I think, hard for them to imagine. I mean, I guess like the cultural um, tropes of what a graduate student is isn't as common as like what a college student is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, except for, like, on The Simpsons, because there's a couple of references to graduate students on The Simpsons about us being, about graduate students being, like, poor and... More, more yeah, future understand. more future episode material. I know, I know, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I can see that, Kristen, and I, like, even though I felt support by my immediate family, and I feel that now, um, there, there's always been a little bit of, like, question, especially, like, even, I love my friends dearly, but... And, and it's funny, most, a lot of my friends have higher education degrees, not just bachelor's degrees, but beyond. Um, but a PhD is a different beast. Mm-hmm. And like, Justin and I talk this, about this all the time because I was doing my PhD while he was doing his JD, but it's just a different kind of thing. And it's just hard to understand. There aren't a lot of cultural references out there for it. There, there aren't, um, I mean, we could have a movie about a bunch of professors, but it'd be kind of boring. Oh, yeah. It'll be people sitting at a desk typing in a very dramatic fashion. (laughs) Yeah. I do think, like, I had to really adjust my expectations about what it means to sort of go home for the holidays and, like, who I turn to for, like, comfort. So I know for me personally, like, the people... uh, who comfort me when I'm like stressed out about academics. Like I think the first couple years there, like I would, you know, call home and be like, oh, I'm so stressed out. And, you know, like my parents would say stuff and they meant well, like they were trying to like comfort me and, or whatever. But I think um, they're just not the, the people who sort of like are good mm-hmm. comforters of like when I'm like, I'm in dissertation hell. Um, and so I have to like know sort of like, like different spheres of my life. Like I just... I really only feel comforted by like other people who've gone through the process and like what I, and it's like, even if my friends from home could say the same thing, even if they were to say like, you've got this, it's fine. I would still get angry about it in a way that if I heard one of my fellow colleagues, like, Ugh, you got this, you know, if they said it the same way, I would be less, um, I guess like I'd feel comforted, but I also think we I just had to adjust my expectations expectations and are like, okay, if I'm home, I'm 
going to try to put some of the stuff on a shelf or really compartmentalize or take everything with a grain of salt. It's funny you say that because just the other day I was talking to a, a friend of my sister's who was in a PhD program. And I was like, how's your program going? I was really excited. When you see like another yeah. like person not from your like from the academy like in everyday life and you're like oh my gosh you're also a phd student or you're also getting a phd or got one can we talk um it's weird to have that in your own like mm-hmm. personal life but i so i asked her i was like how's your program going and she was started talking about she's stressed and my advice was like well you know you just keep doing it and one day it will be done yeah and I was like, that's the reality is one day you will realize it's done because you'll just keep working. And it's funny you say that because, yeah, just keep at it. Like, it, you're like, you're great. Like, all these really positive things. But the reality is one day it'll just be done. Yeah. You you under, you put that advice, like, it's almost the same advice, but in a, in a more relevant and understandable mm-hmm. way, digestible way. And I was like, the... it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's almost like I see, like, other PhD students and, like, other people with phds is like we're all in a battlefield somewhere so we're all little injured soldiers walking around and so if like you see another one you're just like it's crazy (laughs) out there i see you teach them teach them how to tie a tourniquet (laughs) (laughs) you give them a little survival kit go cry in your little bunker well you know i'd like i just wish a bunch of luck to all of our listeners who are going to be headed home or elsewhere for the holidays, whether it is any of the holidays really that are coming up in these next couple of months. Um, it can be brutal, but you know what? It can also be wonderful. And uh, you've got communities out there who are there for you. I want to give a shout out to people who have chosen to not go home. That too. Um, I am in that boat this, uh, this break. Sometimes that's self-care is, you know, choosing not to go back in some ways. Uh, I guess I'm going to give a shout out. It will be to uh, people who are on break, work through break, and have families who think that break means they're not working. I feel you. Yep. um, Because I'm working, you know, a minimum of eight hours a day, despite it being uh, Thanksgiving week. At ease, soldiers. (laughs) At ease, soldiers. (laughs) Okay, so our second uh, fake advertisement is that our show is brought to you by those little leftover condiment packets in the bottom of your desk drawer. Have some work to catch up on? You may want to eat out, so you don't have to spend all that time cooking. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Don't ask Parmesan for extra ingredients. Don't pepper the line cook for more flavor. And don't be jelly of of what other people are ordering. Just add some extra condiment packets for later. And you butter not forget to stash the extras in your desk drawer so you can have more sauce later. Marmite. <laughs> Kristen, your face is priceless. <laughs> you do will not find any sort of condiment packets in my drawers. That no? was a Gouda really? advertisement. Hey! Hey! High five. <laughs> no, that's why my face looks like that. I'm like, no. <laughs> So our next segment, we're going to talk about some of our failed self-care segments. So we try to come up with a list and plan um, some ways we can do some self-care, and sometimes they don't quite work out. So I'm interested in hearing some of our suggestions. So here's one that I came up with uh, that was roundly rejected. Folding laundry. 
Okay, not I randomly rejected. Totally do that. I totally do like I do fold laundry. If we recall, you are the messy one. You're the failed one on that one, Zach. <laughs> I think we need to revisit that one next semester. Oh boy. Uh, how about eating ice cream? Oh yeah, well that one would be a good self care one, but really bad for podcast sound. Yeah, yeah, nothing, but nothing like us eating cream uh, to <laughs> that make for good audio. How about a juice fast? Oh no. <laughs> We'll just check in every day. Gets getting slightly and more and more irritated. I hear that. I hear that they do well, but you know it takes some getting used to. Oh yeah, I can imagine being really mad. Any sort of fitness challenge, like a sit-up contest or a pull-up contest. See, I think I'd be down for that. But again, no. not good podcast airtime. No thanks. Ooh, what about? <laughs> Eating beans and then holding in farts? Who wrote that one? I am amazing at that. <laughs> oh, American wow. Sign Language. That needs lessons. to be a whole show. Oh, Ew. Uh, yeah, American Sign. Like we're an audio medium again. Um. Oh, putting up a Christmas tree with a cat in the room. Okay. Which um, we just did that. And yeah. It was totally. Successful. By the way, Rachel has her Christmas tree up, and it's before Thanksgiving no when we're recording. Listen, you can judge all you want, but you don't get to destroy my little bits of happiness in this dark, dark day of post daylight savings. It's been a a tough year, people. It's been a tough year. It has. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just needs a little bit of tinsel to get them through the day. Yeah. You need some twinkly lights. I should Twinkle. add that there's no tinsel on that tree because well, we do have a cat. I'll put out my menorah after Thanksgiving. And you know what? We won't judge you for it. <laughs> uh, making a to-do list, which is actually one of my favorite things to do. Ooh, but doing yoga with your dog. Dog yoga. Oh, my. Well, Kristen's dog. Kristen's dog. Is okay. super friendly. <laughs> he and... would just be like, oh, what are you doing? I want to cuddle. Yeah. I want to cuddle. So cuddle. Zach recently learned that my dog learned a few things from my cat and one thing that at a at 90 pounds he does is he like rubs his face all over you and tries to do a figure eight so like he tries to like walk in and out of your legs sometimes so doing like any sort of like yoga yeah attempt he's like what are you doing let me help you i can do this let me rub my face on you you used to train him to be like one of those yoga dogs oh this one was one of my favorites though i don't know who put this on the list Drinking a ga- drinking a gallon of water and then jumping on a trampoline. I feel like I've had that experience as a child. Well, that sounds very painful, and it I don't sounds, think I would want to do that. Sloshy, <laughs> sloshy, sloshy. I don't know. How, I don't know how that's self care. I think we came up after it up with it after having some cocktails during the show. <laughs> well, well, we have had many good self care segments, and, and more to come. More to come. Even and we promise we won't do any of those, <laughs> except for maybe folding laundry. Kristen, I think we need to introduce Zach to the therapeutic qualities of laundry yes. folding. To be continued. All right, I'll bring all my clean underwear over, and you can fold it for oh. a while. <laughs> well, because this is our last episode of the first season, because um, we're going to be starting our second season next semester, so in the uh, spring in the in january we thought we'd end this season with a little uh, course evaluation oh yeah you can't you can't go through something like this without you know 
course evaluation. Yeah, this was a good idea. A, a, of a, pod, a pod course evaluation. A pod course evaluation. This was Kristen's idea, you know, in true fashion of, of being a great instructor. She always wants to keep track of how, how we're doing and see what the students are learning. So uh, should we start with what did we like about this season? Well, I liked that we got together and did something that seemed like either it started out as a lark or like an impossibility that that we really managed to work together and actually produce something quite uh, beautiful and informative that people actually listen to. Like, so I'm, I guess I'm looking at it as a, a whole product that I really mm-hmm. like, just the whole process and that we actually were able to make it work per our... Uh, motto in our introduction. <laughs> I like that we have uh, improved on our equipment. Oh yes, so, you know we've 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 stepped it up in the podcasting equipment game, and I figure if we always fail as a podcast, I'm gonna have a really good mic to uh, record online lectures. Yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> so, what do you guys dislike about this season? Uh, I dislike that, and this might not have been obvious to our listeners, that I don't live in the same town as Rachel and Kristen, and it's been, yeah, I know, we've had to do a lot of work. The big (laughs) reveal. The big reveal. And it's been, it's been very trying to try and record stuff over Skype. Um, a lot of technology snafus and and whatnot, but we've overcome that, and I would like to... usually it's Zach and Rachel... Having a little tiff about technology. Oh yeah. my gosh. I dislike our tiffs about technology. I'm I think every little... episode you two have had a fight about technology and I still have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I just sit back with my hot toddy and I'm like, okay, you guys work it out. But I appreciate Zach and, and love you, Zach. I'm holding up a little heart to Zach. I'm hiring, holding up a worse looking heart because I don't <laughs> usually do that. But I also appreciate you very strongly rachel and i think we're, we're stronger for it and ne- so. hopefully next season we'll we'll get through our technology issues. and now i know how to make an aggregate device <laughs> oh, God. that's a future a episode. trigger that's that's a self-care segment in the future we'll teach our listeners how to make us aggregate device for a garage band on macbooks <laughs> Um, what did you just like, Kristen? Well, this is something obviously people who listen to it wouldn't know, but for most of the, almost all of the season, I have heard myself as an echo in my own headphones, which I don't think you guys knew until like episode nine. I didn't know that you guys didn't hear that. So that was really, uh, annoying to me. So another technology thing. (laughs) See, I didn't complain about it. I just went with it, but it was really distracting. Again, something we'll look to improve. We'll figure it out. In the next pod course. The next question we have on here is, what percentage of podcast sessions did you attend? 100%. I feel like I'm at like 98 or 100%. The only thing I didn't attend, I don't think I played video games with you guys. Yeah, but you were there for like the session recording. That's true. I think I'm the only one with a B here because I'm at a solid 90%. That's I not think. a B. That's an A minus. <laughs> okay. You're being you know, generous. If you ask the, the professors nicely, we might bump your grade up. <laughs> hey, so like I really need to pass this class to like get a, keep my scholarship. <laughs> stay in and, like, cheerleading. Keep my mom happy and like oh, my dad will get really mad. And, you know, can you just, can you you just bump it up? Scholarship. 
I was there in I was there in spirit, guys. Yeah. It's true. I was there in spirit. Okay, so here's another question related to that. What percentage of podcast sessions did you attend that you came prepared for the episode? Ooh. Solid 65%. No, I'm just kidding. Probably 75%. Yeah, ditto. That's yeah, a hard probably. question, though, because we each prepare different episodes. That's true. Yep. Uh, okay. I'm sticking with a solid 65%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, considering uh, the limitations and possibilities of the subject matter of the podcast, how would you rate the overall effectiveness of the hosts? So highly. So highly. If I could give us a 118, I would. Well, we can can make up our own grading scale. It's a scale out of 120, and I give us 118. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I'm just kidding. I'd probably give us like an 80. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. We're bees. Technology issues, logistic issues. We yeah. can do we can do better. But you yeah. know what? Next semester we're gonna shoot for that A. Oh yeah. That's what we're gonna do. Absolutely. Yeah. Because our season is like semesterly, get it? So yeah. Oh yeah. Graders. Yeah. I got it. I got you. <laughs> and here's the last question. Okay. Do we like each other enough to do a second season? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, good. Yeah. Can we, for our actual self-care this time, get a big group hug? Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, can we do that off there, though? Because oh, that would be a later. little like, weird. Okay. Just because of, like, you know, it is a podcast. There'd be this awkward silence. And then people would be like, did my iPhone stop working? What's going on? <laughs> well, I can't wait to see what happens next season. Yeah, yeah, we got some new segments coming up. Oh, my God. We'll have even more guests. And We've more already interviews. got a couple lined up and a couple interviews done. Mm-hmm. And we might change the music because we heard some people do not like it. Yeah. So I think that we might be uh, looking at a little facelift for next semester. Yeah. Facelift? Yeah. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. I heard You're it. increasing our course load? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean we're not being paid for this? <laughs> I also did put a grant in a, a grant application in, and we might get an RA next uh, next uh, oh, podcast. That'd be really really nice. So it sounds like we have lots of good stuff in the works. So you listeners should stay tuned, and we'll be in touch via social media and our website as to when uh, our second season is debuting. Probably around mid January. Yeah, right? mid January. Probably mid January. Yeah. And until next time. Keep on surviving! (laughs) (laughs) I hope your husband's like, what is happening? I almost said, stay sexy and don't get murdered! Don't drop out! (laughs) Stay sexy and don't drop out. (laughs) I don't know how this came up one day, but he said that we should have a different tagline and it should be, don't shit your pants. (laughs) So now like randomly. Is that a legitimate fear for like, (laughs) now like sometimes like we'll be like talking and Justin will be like, then don't shit your pants. I don't know how it came up. Because it, he listens to MFM with me sometimes and I'm like, oh, stay sexy okay. and don't shit your pants. <laughs> don't get murdered. That too. Yeah.